Thanks for downloading Scott Harold's podcast. If you use a smart speaker, you can always ask Alexa to enable the SOS radio skill. It's funny how we think about all the social challenges that our cities face. Those challenges that don't feel like they've really changed in 25 years. And we're actually talking with Chris McKinney today at SOS Radio. And Chris has worked for Cruz City. You know, he's a pastor. He's an author. And Chris, it's interesting when we think about reaching out to people. We hear about Jesus challenging us to love our neighbor as ourselves. A lot of times we think about reaching people and we fly overseas and we forget the people that are 50 feet away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We often think, you know, hey, if we're going to reach out to people or even be a part of missions, so to speak, you know, quote unquote, that it needs to be somewhere that's far away. You got to travel. But we can do that right here, right in our neighborhoods, right outside our front door. You know, our address is not an accident and neither is your neighbors. And so I think as we begin to think that way, it changes the way we show up in our neighborhood and the way we interact with our neighbors. And it's a cool way to get your kids involved too. Like with our kids, we pray for our neighbors and they get to engage in kind of that mission, missional mindset right there where they live. So it's super exciting. Do you feel like God actually places us in specific settings for a purpose? Yeah. So I think, you know, Paul, Acts 17, you know, he's talking to the philosophers there in Athens and he talks about how God draws out the boundary lines and marks off the places of our dwelling so that we could search for God. And the fact, and then he says, and and the reality is he is not far from us. And even if you go back into the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, Moses tells the nation of Israel right before they're moving into the promised land, their new neighborhood, that God has placed them there for a purpose that the nations and their neighbors around them would see the way they treat each other and the way they treat their neighbors and that they would kind of glorify God and that these neighbors would see God. And so, you know, I think, yeah, I think God does place us for a purpose. And again, that just changes the whole mentality. It changes your view. You know, if you think that way, you walk out your front door and you begin to think, wow, God might be at work in this neighborhood. He might be up to something. And he wants for me to be a part of that, which is really cool to think about. We're talking about being placed for a purpose. I don't know if you've ever really thought about where you live, where you serve, the church you're in, and the zip code that it actually serves. And we're talking with Chris McKinney today at SWS Radio. And Chris, in your book, you talk about how you're an introvert. And one thing about introverts is that introverts recharge differently than extroverts. And some people who are extroverts might think that introverts are a little more antisocial, but that's not it. You just charge up by being alone where extroverts charge up by being around groups of people. And even with your busy schedule and you serve at your church and you and your wife, Elizabeth, still make it a priority to try to reach out to your neighbors. And essentially, it started with a simple fish fry. That's right. Yeah, we um, realized early on we were not looking for more to do. We were maxed with kids and ministry, but we realized that if we were going to have kind of ongoing connection with other people that it needed to happen with those people right around us, our neighbors. So we threw a little fish fry in our driveway. We met Bingo, who lived down the street. He was seven foot tall and played basketball at University of Missouri, and he loved to fry things. So that, that's kind of where it started. And from there, you know, I think what's so cool about neighboring and the, the process of reaching out to your neighbors is it's not a one size fits all. Like my wife, She hasn't met a party she didn't like. And so she loves the get-togethers. She loves the kind of interacting and networking in the neighborhood. You know, and I'm I'm more of an introvert. I really like serving. You know, I love helping set up and helping have those conversations with the neighbors I know a little better. Or 
you know, I like nerdy board games. So I'll have like a little nerdy board game night where I'll invite four or five neighbors over and we'll have more of a smaller setting. So I think the question is to kind of say, hey, how has God wired me? And how can I use that as a way to connect with my neighbors? Maybe I like gardening. Let's garden with our neighbors. Maybe, you know, it's something else. But but just be who you are and kind of use that to get to know your neighbors. Have you ever considered maybe that you're a place for a purpose? We're talking with Chris McKinney today at SWS Radio. It's interesting, Chris, when we live in a neighborhood or we work in an office and we have cubicles next to certain people, and a lot of times we don't have a whole lot in common with those people, or maybe in the past in your neighborhood, you have some annoying neighbors that have the barking dogs at all hours of the night, or their kids are disrespectful and you see them throwing rocks and doing stuff that, well, you just try to pretend didn't happen and they park their junky cars in front of your house and don't ever take any thought to what you might think about it. And you feel like, okay, Jesus calls me to love my neighbor as myself, but it's hard to love some of our neighbors. Yes, it is. You know, we call those people, you know, potential non-neighbors. So if you think about the story of the Good Samaritan, this Bible scholar comes to Jesus and he asks, you know, eventually they get to the question, you know, who is my neighbor? So he asks, how can I inherit eternal life? Jesus says, love God, love your neighbors. And that's what the Bible says. And the lawyer asks, well, who is my neighbor? And really what he's doing there in that question is he's trying to draw his neighborly lines so he can include the people he likes and exclude the people he doesn't like. And so what Jesus does through the parable of the Good Samaritan is he flips the question on its head and he says, you know, it's not about asking who is my neighbor, but Jesus says, which one of the, the neighbors who passed by this man beaten on the road proved to be a neighbor? And so it's about saying, how can I be a neighbor, especially to those neighbors who are more challenging to be around? And that takes God's help. That takes prayer. That takes Christ's love flowing through us to those neighbors. But it's not always easy, but it's worth it. We all have neighbors that share different values and we champion in our own home. And we're talking with Chris McKinney today at SWS Radio. He works with Crew City and lives in Missouri. And Chris is interesting because a lot of our neighbors that live on our street, you know, they raise their kids differently. And as Jesus followers, we want them to come to understand our faith and accept us for who we are. And we want to get to know them. And, you know, when we talk about living in missional community, and we talk about maybe we were actually placed on this street, in this cul-de-sac, in this particular zip code for a purpose. And a lot of the people in your neighborhood aren't like you, but you want to reach them. What do you suggest for families that are thinking about how do we share our faith without it being awkward? And, and maybe, and even when we feel like our neighbors may not want to hear it. Well, I think it first starts with building those relationships with your neighbors and not in a sneaky way. You know, you don't want to have ulterior motives. So you build the relationships so you can get the church invite in, right? That turns people into projects, neighbors into projects, but you want to have ultimate motives where you ultimately would want them to come to know Jesus, but you're going to value every step along the way in that process. And so you're actually going to really look to enjoy your neighbor's friendship and look for ways to build common ground. And I think an important thing to remember is that acceptance is not agreement. So I can accept my next door neighbor who might vote different than me and, and have a different worldview than me, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with them. And in my experience, in our experience, the more questions we ask, the more that we try to understand where they're coming from, even if we don't agree with them and we, we accept them as an image bearer, as a person created in God's image, 
a lot of times they are curious about what we believe. And we just don't listen anymore today. We don't give people a chance to explain where they're coming from without kind of putting our views right back at them. And so that experience for someone to be listened to, loved for who they are and cared for, even if you don't agree with them, that can build so much relational trust and trust that can sustain some of those weightier conversations about God and about life. So Chris, what are some of the good questions to ask when you have a relationship with someone and you're a friend, you guys hang out together, the kids come over and they're playing soccer or playing hockey in the front yard. You guys are barbecuing together, but you kind of want to bring up like, hey, how are you doing? How is your marriage? Like, how do we dig into some of the deeper stuff that might wade into the faith world without it just feeling like, hey, I'm trying to convert you. You know, I'm a Christian and I want you to come to my church. Well, I think the first step is being open and vulnerable and honest about our struggles and where we're at. So, you know, I think we sometimes think, hey, being a good witness and a good light for Christ means having our lives together. And I think the more that, you know, which is disingenuous because nobody has their lives fully (laughs) together. And especially during COVID and this pandemic, it's like, man, it's been a tough year. And so I think even just leading with some, just offering some like, man, you know, I don't know how it's been for you guys, but you know, for me, I've been I've been yelling at my kids a lot, and I just go from a zero to a hundred, you know, and and it's been challenging. And how how have things been for you? So, kind of offering that vulnerability, I think, is maybe scary, but a good place to start. And then, you know, I, I think too, just judging their spiritual pace. So, so what pace are they moving at spiritually? You know, sometimes, like I'll mention, yeah, I had a great time at this men's breakfast. And uh, this business leader talked about, you know, finding purpose in our work, you know, in a way to glorify God. And if my neighbor kind of responds and is like, oh, that's really interesting. Tell me more, like has a good response. Then I try to move the conversation along. But if I don't get anything back, (laughs) then I slow down and I say, hey, let's talk about something else. And I kind of know, hey, it might be a little slower process to connect with that neighbor in that way, but I'm here for it. I'm here for the low and slow of neighboring. You know, talk about living a life of hospitality. I mean, we have neighbors, they're hanging out, everybody on the street's social. Sometimes you feel like you don't fit in and you're like, they don't invite me to do stuff. Maybe we can invite them to do stuff. Yeah, we feel that all the time, you know, in our neighborhood. We do a lot of initiating and trying to help people connect and get together. But when we see the neighbors over on the other cul-de-sac hanging out, we're like, oh man, (laughs) why didn't we get the invite? But, um, you know, I think with hospitality, I think a lot of times we think of it can be a form of entertainment and a way to kind of like show off a little bit and kind of make it about us. And not that like having a clean home and a well-cooked meal and, you know, doing all the right things in that way is wrong. We talk about in our book that hospitality is more of a posture of our hearts. And it's a posture towards those neighbors who might be different than us and might be strangers. And so having that posture means you can show hospitality outside at your mailbox where you, um, you're generous with your time or your attention, and there's a heart posture towards those neighbors. And you say, hey, even though you don't ever invite me over, I want to invite you over because Christ brought me into his family, and I want to show that same initiative and love towards you. Well, we're talking with Chris McKinney today at SWS Radio, and he has a new book that he wrote with his wife, Elizabeth. It's called Place for a Purpose, a Simple and Sustainable Vision for Loving Your Next Door Neighbors. Thanks for taking some time today, Chris. 
You bet. Thanks for having me on. It was great. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. If you enjoy the discussion and want to help the podcast grow, you can make a $10 donation through SOSradio.net or inside the SOS Radio app. Thanks for your generosity. It helps us experiment with new things and keep the discussions fresh.